This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Uh, we are starting the Uddhav Gita, chapter 14. We had completed till verse 23, so we are going to do verse 24 onwards. Last time what we had done was about devotion. When a spiritual being who is devoted to God, to Krishna, he is supposed to do activities which are conducive towards devotion to Lord. That means he is supposed to sing, he is supposed to constant regard to sweet tales and hearing them, attachment to the worship, praising the hymns, delighting in the service that is there, worshipping the devotees. All these things are supposed to be a part of the devotional aspect. And all this comes with the help of the Guru. The Guru is a doorway to Krishna. So, his involvement in making a devotee out of you is the most important part of devotional service. So, when you do the devotional service, you will reach God. So, this was the last time's recap. We are doing Uddhav Gita, chapter 14, verse 28 onwards, the last message of Sri Krishna. Sri Krishna is telling Uddhava, O Uddhava, by such pious acts, men who have surrendered themselves unto me acquire devotion to me. What other object remains to be achieved by such devotees? Now, always whenever you are doing something, even if you are not doing anything and sitting in one place, there is always an objective to everything in this world. If you are sitting in one place, the objective is to relax maybe. To attain some kind of a peace. You are joining classes of yoga, meditation, because the thirst is there for happiness. I want to attain peace. I want to attain happiness. I want to attain that Eternal bliss kind of a thing. I am just telling you that everything that we do in this world is pointing towards an ultimate destination. If I am using my brain for a certain activity, there always is an end result which I am happy happily expecting. That means if I am studying very hard, I want to pass in my examination and I want to maybe come first. If I am getting married, the idea is I want to fulfill my desires. I want to have a household and then I want to have children and all those kind of activities associated with it. Whether it's a material world or an ashram. You may be in an ashram also. Ask yourself this question. Why are you in an ashram? There is always an end result to it. Now every ashram has got a definitive aim. Some ashrams have a dubious aim. They want to gather people so that they can make money. 
There are lots of these kind of ashrams in in the certain places in India and the world. In other places, they are called retreats. You know, in India, they are called ashrams. So, what they do is they arrange for classes. They will say 21 days class, 30 days class, 60 days class. Sometimes it is just 7 days and 3 days. And you have to pay them in dollars. It is not in rupees. Mm -hmm. And then you have to arrange for your stay, for which you have got to pay for. Then you have to pay for your food. And in some places, they will say that, okay, you want to come over here and do some kind of a social service. That means we have to do certain kind of social service. It is, it's a kind of an NGO, that's a non-government organization. They are registered also like that. So there is always an aim to it. So we always think in terms of the end point. Think about devotion. Krishna says, what is the aim of a devotee? Every other yoga that is there is finally leading to one place only. Whether you do Sankhya Yoga, whether you do Raj Yoga, whether you do Karma Yoga, whether you do even, you know, Hatha Yoga, or you do your meditation, you do your singing songs, you become one, you know, a kind of a singer, maybe a writer. What do you think is the ultimate destination? The ultimate destination is Bhakti Marg only. Whether you like it or not, if you become a Hatha Yogi, yeah, you will be able to do fantastic acts. Maybe you will be able to break a brick with your hand, just like all those Chinese do, you know. Maybe you can break a brick with your head also. Your head becomes so strong, maybe. Some of these yogis, if you see them in these uh, melas that are there, you know, kumbh melas, what do they do? They show prowess. They will lift a very huge stone, tying a string to their organs. And that is not called yoga. Okay, I can train a bull for doing that. I don't need human beings. It's a stupid act. What are you trying to show? They are trying to show how strong they are. This body is weak. Yeah, you can make it stronger. You can make a Bruce Lee out of yourself. If you really want to become so powerful and strong, then why not join the Shaolin temple? Instead of joining all these places, go join the Shaolin temple. Maybe you will become far stronger than anybody in the world. You can fly in the air maybe. So the aim is that. But for all these people, they can get lost by doing these kind of feats. A person who is a karma yogi gets lost by doing his feats. I am doing work. I am doing this. I am not bothered about what I get. You see, even if you do karma yoga, the question is, 
why are you doing it the answer is i want to reach enlightenment is it for what finally the same person has to turn towards bhakti yoga if you learn all the scriptures and if you keep on doing the meditation part of it and you feel that oh i have joined this particular community the end goal is only one bhakti marg you finally have to go all over the world and come to one place itself this is what krishna is mentioning over here the ultimate aim for any human being or any creature on this planet earth is to attain the divine end of the day you are looking for god so he says when these pious men who have surrendered themselves unto me when you surrender yourself unto the lord when everybody surrenders to sri krishna father in heaven whatever you want to call him it doesn't matter you can call him by any name or you may not call him by any name it doesn't really matter so when you surrender to the final authority whom we call as capital g o d surrendering you give up literally sorry i was doing hatha yoga you know and i realized that hatha yoga is only giving me a good body but if i don't do it for 10 days my hatha yoga becomes fat yoga okay it doesn't last also and i become tired like this you see my body starts to sag okay i get pain in my chest you know why because you stop doing you, you have to know this the moment you stop activity with your muscles at that particular juncture where the muscles are joining the bones and other places there is an accumulation of a particular kind which makes you feel totally tired out ask any athletes you see an athlete will put for 100 meters <laughs> he will keep on running and for the next one month if he doesn't do anything that same body which he used for the purpose of maybe winning a gold medal becomes completely defunct in the same way those people who do the you know pumping of iron they call it <clears throat> i'm lifting weights in the last 4 months no gymnasium so they are turning to yoga what is the use of doing yoga because after few months you will forget yoga and then you will become bhoga all right and nowadays bhoga is quite a good thing you know we have zomato swiggy and all those people they come and deliver big fat food to your house and everybody is getting fatter and fatter and fatter no activity see the end goal for even any kind of a yogi is bhakti marg only and this is written in the bhagavatam 
in the Uddhav Gita, which is in the Bhagavatam. If you think this is not an ultimate thing, then there is something like a mistake that you are doing. This is the ultimate. They have to surrender unto me. You have to finally give up all that ego that you have and say, Krishna, I am coming at your feet. I have seen that all kinds of yoga don't give me anything. All right? I lose my sense over there. I don't get anything from any other path which I have chosen. So you can go and choose whichever path you like. It is going to give you zero results at the end of the day. Because you still have to meet the boss. And the boss is the most important person, isn't it? So coming to Krishna is the ultimate. That is what he says. When you do all these kind of acts, you can surrender to me. And when you surrender to me and acquire devotion to me, then you become single-pointedly devoted to me. That means you don't have any other girlfriend in your life. I should have said boyfriend also. Okay? <laughs> Which means simply, oh, I am studying scriptures, you know. Is it? I am doing this kind of yogic activity, you know. I do tapascharya. I don't eat food. I do these upvasas. 21 days I will not eat anything. Very good. Congratulations. Finally, after 21 days, where are you going? You have to surrender to me only. What the answer? So why not surrender in the beginning? Why go right around the world, you know, trying to search for something which is right there in front of your nose? The most easiest path is Bhakti Marg. He is telling you why you want to do all this nonsensical stuff. Give it up. It's worthless. All your puja part, going to temples, doing all kinds of pujas and stuff like that is all nonsense. How many chapters have we done where he says, these are small deities. What are you praying to the deities for? When I am the super boss over here, I am telling you, come to me. Come on. You see, if you get a chance to serve Narendra Modi in India, would you like to serve him or would you like to become a tehsildar in a village? You please decide for yourself. I think about it. You are getting a chance to be with Mr. Donald Trump or Mr. Putin, okay, or Jinping. Or would you like to be lost in some village as some village administrator? Which one would you prefer? I am sure everybody will say, I would rather travel with Donald Trump. Isn't it? The idea is, the higher you are to the bosses, naturally the benefits are much more. Common sense will tell you that it is better to be with the CEO rather than be a small fry in a company. Isn't it? That is the idea. So here also he is saying the same thing. Better be with the CEO. No? Why you want to go with all the middlemen? If you have some relationship with the middlemen, you are not going anywhere at all. When you have the direct ears of the boss, you know, they understand one thing. You can pick up your phone and call up the boss directly and say, CEO, sir, you know what? Or if I can directly call up Narendra Modi, sir, and say, Sarji, I have a problem. Hai. Okay, your problem will get solved. 
You see, the idea is that. <laughs> so, the, the simplicity of it all is, Krishna says, when you are directly in relation with me, when I am the one you are directly talking to, and none of these cronies in between, why are you bothered about it? And this is written in the scriptures. I am not telling you from anywhere else. Krishna himself is saying those words. He says, see, you directly connect with me and don't bother the rest about it. And when you are devoted to me, just stay devoted to me. Don't keep on jumping from here to there, you know. Think of me as the supreme. Okay. And don't go around doing all your jugglery with all the other people. Hmm? Stop that. So, what other object remains to be ob you know, achieved by such devotees. What objective is there finally? If you have got the Krishna in the hand, you know, I'm telling you, it in the hand means that he doesn't come in your hand, okay? It only means that you have got the ear of Krishna, then why are you bothered? You become devoted to Krishna, you be one with him, surrender to him, and then there is absolutely no issue. We move to the next verse. Uddhav Gita chapter 14 verse 25 When the mind pacified and enriched with sattva is surrendered unto me who am the Atma, the devotee attains to religion, knowledge, dispassion and extraordinary powers. Ah, the last word is so interesting to hear. You get extraordinary powers. You see, you can go around the whole country and say, I am with the boss, you know, super boss. Yes, boss, yes, boss, yes, boss. Even the local authorities will bow down to you. You got what I am saying? Just think, you are with the superstar. Alright, whoever. I don't know who the superstar is. And you say, you know, Krishna is told me to just look after all those things over here. Is there anybody in this world who will say, no, you are not allowed. You should have got one letter and things like that. Nobody. It's the super boss who is just talking. Alright? When you come with the authority of the super boss, even the gods will say, yes sir, yes, yes, yes. Tell me, what am I supposed to do? No. Krishna has said, you are supposed to give me 20,000 cows. Oh. Indent was not raised, na? No, no, no. Krishna, no. No indent required. Direct transfer. 20,000 cows in your name. <laughs> got the answer it is like that it is so simple alright when you have this kind of a thing these are the superpowers you get then you can be a part of the coterie isn't it ok the gang <laughs> so when the mind now how do we achieve this the achievement is important. You just can't go into the inner circle of Krishna just like that. No. If there is a se separate entry. <laughs> he is going to do your interview in the first place. When the mind pacified and enriched with sattva, you got to be sattvic. Sattva is the ultimate. If you have a little of tamas, you know, like if you ah, I'm so lazy, you know, I don't feel like getting up. You really believe Krishna is going to take you in, your, in his team? No. You got to get up in time. You got to do your stuff in time. Because if Krishna is the super boss, doesn't he want his own army, his coterie up to the mark? 
Yes. Because you see, uh, I just imagine Krishna is sitting and there are about 20 people right around him. And he says, I need a glass of water. All these 20 people have to run and get a glass of water. <laughs> Can you imagine that kind of a scene? I'm just joking, but just think about it. The idea is you have to be up and running. You can't be lazy. So Sattva Guna has to be achieved. You should have achieved the Sattva Guna. The ultimate destination. You should be the epitome of goodness. Your heart has to be open to everybody. You should be loving, caring for the whole universe. You should not have any enemies. You should not have any Shadripusis. You see, all those negative characteristics like anger, lust, greed and all, they should be out of the system. Because once you have surrendered to Krishna, there is no such thing as lust and greed and all those things. So, somebody asked me a question. You see, when did Krishna get married to these, you know, 16,108 wives? So, I told him, when he was in Mathura. So how is that possible? How did he get married to so many? He said, you see, when he transferred all the property to Dwarka, how big a Dwarka he had to create? So many palaces over there. 16,000 palaces? <laughs> I mean, just imagine, if you have a four-bedroom house also, you know you have a pain. Because how do you clean them? You need to have one servant and then another servant to supervise that servant and then your own boss, your own husband maybe, you know. You go and supervise them, okay? Because see, I am going to be all tired. And then you will have one cook and then the cook supervisor also will be there. One gardener and gardener supervisor also will be there. See, even if you have a four BHK, that is four bedroom, you need to have a coterie of people around you to serve you. Right? So think about it. If you had 16,000 wives, 16,108, okay, let me not remove that 108, they will get angry with me. <laughs> so, so many. Now imagine the number of children Imagine the number of servants, imagine the number of soldiers and people and farmers because you how much food they will eat. Okay, just think about it. And every cosmetics, my god, they must be having a cosmetic company over there. Think if I have to think about all these things, you know, I get tired thinking. So that means he was there in Mathura and from there he must have got married and gone over there. The idea is simply like this. That 16,108 are not wives the way you look at it. It is a part of the Sattva Guna. The way in which you can curb these kind of things. Some of them could be a tendency, even the stupidest tendency. Okay? It could be a stupid tendency of digging your teeth. You know, you must have seen people, you know. Wherever they go, they are doing something like that. Or, what is this? So, <laughs> it's a tendency. I don't know whether you have seen me. By the time my evening comes, I am doing like this, like this to my hair because I am putting myself to sleep. 
that is the way of putting myself to sleep so i don't like uh, by the time i am fast asleep huh? the idea is just a joke you think about it these are tendencies they have to be housed they have to be catered to the catering of this is very important if i have a tendency to wear good clothes you know white color clothes now just imagine i love white clothes let us say somebody does that do you know just what do you mean by the white clothes i want you to think carefully one it requires a good detergent two it requires a whitener three it requires a flow of water four it requires you know sun in india we dry clothes outside okay we don't have drying machines and all that kind of stuff you know so we will want sun bright sun so that it dries then somebody to iron them nicely how many people are involved then somebody to wash them is one somebody to dry them is another somebody to fold them and iron them is another so easy the funny part was when i was born i was born a small baby okay and i didn't buy this body i mean okay it's not that i was born like a big person so when i was born like a small baby i had four people to look after me i'm not joking four people two people to two people to give me bath you can imagine i must have been really naughty isn't it even if they, you know one month old i must have really kicked those people somewhere <laughs> so maybe one person to hold me tight so there were four people and even on top of that one day they put me on the bed they thought i was fast asleep i wanted to see the world so i rolled down and fell on the ground <laughs> and this is a true story okay so so the poor people they got a, a big firing from the boss <laughs> he fell down from the bed and you were not there so it was very funny then but the idea is this you require four people to look after one person okay you you go and ask all those superstars you know all those singers all the thin thin singers are there you can go and ask them how many people do you have in your group they'll say 50 50 to look after you yeah so it's like that so imagine krishna's world you know why i'm telling you this it's because you have to understand the activities of krishna the activities of krishna when you become when you surrender to him his activities are fabulous fabulous is not the word i can tell you you see the simplest aspect of decorating him is so beautiful those who have visited my ashram over here have you seen the eyes of krishna the image which we have brought from rajasthan you see look at the beautiful eyes that are there do you think an ordinary person can draw those eyes i am sorry it can't be done so just imagine you see when a woman does the i know this eyebrows you require one person to do the eyebrows no have you seen krishna okay so definitely there must be somebody to do his eyebrows also maybe somebody to put the coal in his eyes you got the answer or no these are simple activities i am just giving an understanding to you it doesn't mean that that is how it is 
just to make the face look pretty. For a woman, how many activities does she do? Facial, massage, you know, all those things. How much foundation? I don't know whether it is called foundation now or, or I don't know, something else. Uh, so, got the answer? Just think. You go and pamper yourself. What does it mean? Just to do the head over here. Oh my God, the activities. And now you dream of Krishna. Just dream of his one part of his body. Can you imagine the amount of things that need to be done? The, here, what I am teaching you is just a simple action to serve the Father in heaven. The simplest action that you do to serve the Father in heaven has to be so intricately and diligently executed. Think. It has to be so beautifully done. That means even if there is, now let us say, if we have to cut a badam, okay, an almond, how do you cut it? How do you peel it? How do you do it? Ganesh Chaturthi is going to come. You can't have sloppy modaks, no? Modaks in which which Ganesha loves, you got to have the perfect modak shape. Isn't it true? When you want to give a ring to your girlfriend, don't you want it to be perfect? Now think, that person is Krishna. How perfect a thing you should be offering him. That is the beauty of devotion. Devotion means to be the perfection yourself, to serve the Lord. Think like that. You got to be so perfect in doing whatever that you are doing so that you can surrender to him and be of service unto him. So when the mind, when your mind is not involved in other nonsensical acts and it is pacified and enriched with sattva, you are the goodness personified and it is surrendered to me. Who is me? Krishna says, I am that Atma inside of you. The soul inside every human being is the Father in heaven, is Krishna himself. The essence of the Lord is in everyone. The devotee attains to religion. Now when I say religion, it means the way of reaching God. Not an ordinary way, by the way. How do you reach the divine? Religion. I have to be perfect in the activities that I do so that I can be a benefit to the Lord. Knowledge. I should be perfect in my knowledge. If I have to make a beetle leaf, I got to select the beetle leaf. The selection of the beetle leaf itself is a great action. You see, how do people select stuff? If a woman is told, go buy a sari, how much of selection does she do? She will remove the whole store down and then she will select one sari. And that too she will say, I will come next time and buy. 
See, and next time she will go. Last time I saw that sari over here. Is it there? That was six months ago. It must have been sold. So you see, when you take so much time to just do the selection, just imagine the kind of selection that you may have to do just to make one pan for him, a beetle leaf. We eat that beetle leaf, isn't it? So that, how beautiful it must be. Just think, if I have to wash one of his cows, I cannot be sloppy. No, I got to be perfect in what I do. Everything has to be so perfectly put in place. So that is what he says. The knowledge of doing that act is so important. Just to do that act. I was watching a video where they were showing how to make cheese. Some of the best cheese in the world. The amount of, you know, the way they were doing it so lovingly. They are doing it for last so donkey's years. And the same act of making the cheese, they are doing it so lovingly. That is the effort that is required. Just think. So, you should know the idea of how to make it. Isn't it? You are making a sweet for Krishna. You should have perfect knowledge of how to make the sweet. Even when somebody polishes the shoes, they should know exactly what ingredients go into it, how to polish it. Isn't that called knowledge? If I have to serve Krishna, I have to be perfect in the knowledge of the action which he has prescribed to me. If he has prescribed an action, write a poem, I should have the perfect words flowing from me. If he says, write an essay, those essay words have to be perfect. The, the kind of perfection in knowledge that is required has to be the ultimate. I should be completely dispassionate. I should not be saying, you know what? I am the best. No. You should be the best, but you should never say I am the best. And your, your, your markers have to keep on rising higher and higher. Got it? And then extraordinary powers comes to him. We'll go to the next verse. Verse 26, chapter 14 from the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. But when that mind plays on sense object, pursues them by means of the organ, it becomes rajasic and attached to unreal things. Whence you must know proceed the very reverse of the above four qualities. <clears throat> All right. Now, we were just now talking about the mind which is completely surrendered to the Lord. It is completely on the path of sattva. Krishna is now saying, what happens when you give in to rajas or for that matter tamas? There is a very big problem. You can never remain a devotee of Krishna after that ever. Rajas, it puts you in action but it makes you an ahankari, an egotist to the core. But when that mind placed on sense object pursues them by means of the organs, 
it becomes rajasik those people who pursue their ultimate goal whatever the goal might be in the person in their personal life let us say they want to become a great author and they say i want to win the booker prize that is why i am writing i want to win the nobel prize they are aiming for a certain rajasik stuff they are not saying i want to please krishna they are aiming for something different because they are going to use their sense organs to achieve that objective so when the mind gets contaminated by petty means the petty means are i got to become famous i got to have so many servants myself i want to beat krishna in his game hmm you know krishna he is literally like a tyrant he makes me work so hard one day i want to show him that he should also work so hard the moment you say those words you have fallen down on the path of rajas and tamas you can't say those words you can't go and tell mr zipping you should one day work in the field and see for yourself you don't say these words to zipping isn't it same way you can't tell mr narendra modi take a chai and go and serve it to people you can't say these words yes he might have served tea in his past but he has risen in the ranks and he has come to become the prime minister you cannot deride him and degrade him i can become a better tai chai wala this is what you will say no i can be better than him you see to pander to pander to people krishna normally loves to praise people just like that he just panders to them so that they they don't understand they come into the path of rajas krishna says you are much better than me you know okay you cook very better very nicely your cooking is so big, beautiful what is he saying is trying to pander to your ego if your ego rises even by one points then you cannot be a devotee that means you have not surrendered unto him the truth about this has to be understood to get praises from krishna is the worst thing on planet earth no the praises means you have reached your limit if krishna says a nice palm you have made for me don't gloat over it the problem with the mind is the mind falls down instantly it gets carried away by the sense objects the sense objects are there and the mind gets carried away by the sense objects when the mind gets carried away by sense objects their fall is imminent you are 100% going to fall because rajas creeps in 
I will give you certain examples for you to think how this is happening. Let us say, Krishna says, give a talk. You give a talk. And then you want, how was it? You see, in the material world, if you go and ask normal people, they will pander to you and they will say, very beautiful talk, you know, you gave a very nice talk. Okay, uh, can you do some more talks? Those idiots are pandering to you, but they are pulling you down. They want free talks. That is why they are talking to you. Understand your value worth and do not deride yourself. Never deride yourself and lower your status to the level of a petty human being. Think about it. There is a past president of America. Alright? Barack Obama and his wife. Now, when they were in the White House, they were earning millions. Now, just for one speech, tell Mrs. Obama, can you come and give one speech in my place? What is the amount of money they will charge you? The book that she wrote, so many millions of dollars were given to her in the beginning itself. Why? Because that is their value worth. You cannot lower your value. Lowering your value is not good. I still remember in the past, there was a past president called John F. Kennedy. He died. A shot, I think. After his death, his wife, Jacqueline Kennedy, went to marry a very old man. His name was Aristotle Onassis. She married him. He was pot full of money. You can't lower your standards, see? Understand one thing, you should never lower your standards. But the reverse was done by another woman. Her name was Grace. I think it was Grace Kelly, if I'm not mistaken. She was an actress. And she became a queen, a princess. She married Prince Rainer, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I'm, I, my names may be wrong. But she became a queen, a princess first and then a queen of Monaco. Now that is going higher. You can't lower your standards. Lowering your standards is not good. But you should never be proud of what you do. Don't ever be you know, proud of what you are doing. I, when I used to see those old films of Grace of Monaco, she was the highest personified, you know, the person whom I would say, this is the queen. The highest of the queen. But the current standard of the kings and the queens has become reverse. The prince became a common man and is behaving like a commoner. So in the same way, if I have a president and a prime minister, can I lower my standards? Why am I telling you this? 
The reason is because if you are serving Krishna, don't degrade and deride yourself by compliments from ordinary people. Do not degrade and deride yourself. Because the moment you take compliments from other people, you are falling down. Don't take compliments from people, you know. You have done a great job. Don't bother about it. You have to do the great job. Have to. There are no two ways about it. You have to be perfect in your job. But if your mind gets disturbed and Rajas comes into the picture, oh, I am the one who can serve Krishna nicely. Finished. You're gone. That means the organs, the mind, fall down towards the path of Rajasa. And they get attached to unreal things. Now what is this unreal? The pride that comes in a person. I am serving Krishna. You cannot have pride when you serve Krishna. You see, the only person who is supposed to have everything is Krishna, not you. Don't even think that you are doing somebody a favor. You are not doing Krishna a favor. He is the ultimate. Never deride him. Never say anything bad. And don't even think of what other people say about you. It's not important to know that. You have to serve the Lord perfectly. Whence you must know, proceed the very reverse of the four qualities. Do you remember the four qualities that we discussed? Religion was the first one, isn't it? So when you go on the path of Rajas, irreligion comes to you. You start making your own rules and regulations. You think that that is the regulations of God. No. Krishna's regulations are never like this. Irreligion comes to you because your ego is bloated. And when your ego gets bloated, you think no end of yourself. In many places in India, I have seen the people, they come up with their own rules and regulations. Like I was giving an example of this one place that I've been. I had, you know, accidentally I put my hand in my pocket when I was standing in front of the temple. Don't put your hand in your pocket. I said, I'm very sorry, sir. That is disrespecting the God over here. Oh, if I put my hand in my pocket, I'm disrespecting God. I didn't know that. That is called arrogance. Who has brought this rule? God told you that is the rule? No, no. When you are standing in front of the Samadhi, there has to be perfect in-drop silence. Okay. The tomb of the martyred, you know, is like that. Sir, they are not martyred. They are alive in that tomb. They stand sitting over there actually. They want loving talk in front of the tomb. You speak lovingly in front of them. You should say, in, in case if you are standing in front of Sai Baba's Samadhi, you have to say, Baba, how are you? I really would love to see you now, if it is possible. You are going to talk to Baba as if he is there. Sai Baba I am talking about. Isn't it? You can't have pin drop silence over there. What do you mean by pin drop silence? 
that is the arrogance of the people who run the organization they think having pin drop silence means perfection a person is allowed to speak a person has the right to speak to the lord they have a right to do their mistakes they are allowed to do their mistakes the job of the lord is to kick their asses the understanding has to be perfect rajasik guna brings this kind of irreligion into the picture so this kind of rules and regulations come and where i was offered an orange candy said the baba used to drink each orange candy is it no he used to have shira give shira as a prasad that is perfect what orange candy are you giving me if i am doing a puja in the house i can't have some kind of a funny rice being made no that is not a done thing i don't think krishna ever enjoyed puliyogare krishna used to stay in vrindavan do you think he loved all those khatta items no puliyogare puliyogare is only tamil nadu or whichever other place that is there in south india you can offer your god over there that there are specifications which krishna himself would have said milk products of course connected to those things suji yes very much correct rice the grains that are there no for krishna i am going to make you know jawar jawar bajri bajra bakri oh is it don't give these kind of things that is not the right way that is the rajasa that comes into the picture i want krishna to be healthy so i will give him jawar ka bakri or oh, he knows how to run around trees also he is quite hale and hearty that way <laughs> so coming back to the point irreligion seeps in and then the next one instead of knowledge comes ignorance ignorance seeps in rajasik guna of a person makes a person ignorant they do not know the right and the wrong they do all the wrong actions and they think that it is a right action no please understand in this in this verse krishna is telling he is not going to interfere in anything if somebody wants to go to the gutters somebody wants to fall down in rajasa krishna actually encourages them he says please go ahead and do what you want the reason why he does it is for a very simple understanding he says that person doesn't understand that you have to be on the path of sattva you can't be on the path of rajas you have to transcend sattva to reach me sattva means goodness the speech has to be sweet if the sweet if the speech is bitter or if it is anger based then it is on the path of rajas and the first thing that comes to you is called irreligion the second thing that comes to you is called ignorance 
the person feels they are knowledgeable but they actually become ignorant they do not understand the good and the bad they think what they are doing is good those who are on the path of rajasa sorry a religion is going to come in ignorance is going to come in then the third thing is called attachment to things what are the attachments the attachments are many many kind first is the attachment to the body comes into the picture the body's attachments are so fantastic you can never ever imagine them i want you to think about the 16108 vibes of krishna rukmini satyabhama and all other vibes of his do they get entry into goloka i want you to ask this question yourself they are avatars of lakshmi the ashta lakshmis are born there lakshmi has no entry into the golok vrindavan no lakshmi is ever allowed to enter goloka because lakshmi is in the sattva guna it's still a guna she still has to handle money it is only with love and devotion when you leave your arrogance and ego outside mira bai never did any fancy clothing for herself whatever clothing that she had she used it those who believe in the truth about the gopis they should visit this place called vrindavan here on planet earth and you should see this women over there they have one pair of clothing one they are constantly chanting the name of krishna they have lost themselves in him they do not have attachment to their body from any part they are just completely lost in him but when you have rajasa that time you will want to be dressed like one you want to behave like one you want to act like one that is the ignorance that is brought about and that ignorance is the rajasik guna the attachment comes in and the last the power which was there remember the last word was what the last word was extraordinary powers the extraordinary powers go out of the window and they get impotence impotence comes to this kind of people those who are rajasik in nature rajas brings impotence to everybody they will not be allowed to even exercise any power of theirs have you heard of any of the wives of krishna exercising any powers i want you to think have you ever heard of rukmini doing anything no satyabama no 
none of his wives could. But think of Radha. She could shake the whole world. That is the power that she had. If you are on the path of Rajasa, these four qualities go out of the window. Then you get negative qualities. The first negative quality is irreligion. Second negative quality that comes about is called ignorance comes to you. You may not even know that you are ignorant. You see, the highly educated people in this world think they are educated. They have knowledge. In the spiritual world, they are called ignorant people. What the understanding? They get filled with ignorance. So these people who are full of rajasa become ignorant. The third is they get attached to petty things. Attachment comes in. They do not understand that they have attachments. And then the fourth quality which comes to them, which if you remember, extraordinary powers get out. And what comes to them is called impotency. They become important. That means they can, if you think that Satya Bhama could curse any person in this world, I am sorry, she can't do that. She cannot say any bad word and that bad word or even if she says, this will happen to you. It is never going to happen. Because a person who is full of rajas can never achieve Krishna at all. They can only be on the spiritual, they can never be on the spiritual plane, they will only be on the material plane. And material plane means this world. Manifest domain in the powers of Maya. This is the truth. So we have come to the end of 20, verse number 26. There is one more verse left over there which I will do tomorrow. And then we are going to do a whole load of questions about how to live in this world. The Yamas and the Niyamas of Krishna. Please do not Mix them with the yamas and the niyamas which are mentioned in other scriptures. You see, when people do those who do yoga, okay, they think that those yogas of Patanjali and all are the same as Krishna. No. The yamas and niyamas of Krishna which is there in the Bhagavatam, the Uddhava Gita, the Bhagavad Gita are quite different than Patanjali's. Patanjali is for people, those who are interested in their body. Here we are talking about how to reach Krishna. So those will be discussed tomorrow. So I will take your leave. You have a great day ahead today. And bye.